Good morning. We are continuing in the book of Shofetim. We are up to the 10th chapter, which means we're about almost halfway through the book. Being that in the 9th chapter was pretty long, I think we may be halfway through the book. What's interesting is that yesterday we, were, we read the story of Avimelech and his downfall. Avimelech, he got into the big fight with Shechem, back and forth, he burnt down one citadel, he goes to, build, to burn down the second, and what happens? A woman, yeah, a woman throws a brick off the citadel or off the fortress, crushes his skull. Now one of the things I was thinking about is that this should remind us of another story that we've read in the book of Shofetim. And that is the story of Yavin and Sisera, or Sisera in the tent of Yael, Eshet Haiver Hakeni. Because Yael was the one who killed Sisera. And if you remember, when Barak was going out to fight the battle, he said, Devorah, please come with me. And what did Devorah say? He said, okay, I'll come with you, but just know that people are going to attribute your success to the woman. And also there, it was like a degrading thing you know, to, to have your success by a woman. And lo and behold, Barak comes, and it's not Devorah who's the one who brings him the success. I mean, it is, but it's also Yael who brings the success by smashing Sisera's skull with the tenth peg. So it's very interesting that Avimelech, who's supposedly the king of the Jews now, or at least a leader of the Jews in the area of Shechem, he dies in the same exact way as Sisera, by the hand of a woman, in a degrading way, through the means of crushing his skull. Mm. So I don't know what that means, but it could, it could tell you that the deterioration of the leadership of Israel has gotten to the point where it's almost hard to tell the difference between the leader of Israel and the enemy of Israel. Just like Sisera was the enemy of Israel, the quote-unquote leader of Israel meets the same fate in the same manner. Mm. Almost as if there's a parallel. And, and we're, starting, we're starting to blur the line between the leader of Israel and the enemy of Israel mm. because of how bad the leaders have become. Mm. That's the end of that story of Abimelech and Gidon. The whole saga of Gidon, if you remember, the saga of Gidon started like three chapters or two chapters ago when Gidon was, when Israel was, um, was being terrorized by the Midianites and they were eating the grain of the Israel people before they were able to, they would plant it and then the Midianites would eat it. And we found Gidon, he was cleaning wheat in a, he was, what, he was, um, he was in a wine press cleaning wheat or something like that, which is not a good, which is a place he had to do it. He had to hide because right, he, he was trying to get away. And that, from that lowly Gidon, we came all the way to his son Abimelech. After Gidon grew to, got to the power and maybe, maybe got, the power got to his head a little. We get to his son Abimelech who's completely, you know, off, off his rocker. Uh, and that's, that's where we are in the story. Um, the, the, the next part of the book, it's going to give us a little bit of details on some other leaders, but we're not going to get into their story so much, apparently, because there wasn't much to discuss about these, these leaders. And then, do you remember what is the, the way the, the, the book of Shofetim shows a break? Yeah, it shows that the downfall of Am Israel. It talks about the downfall of Am Israel, and it talks about how God says, I'm angry at you. This and that. So we're going to read about a couple of other leaders now. And then we're going to go to the... that It's going to go to one of those episodes of uh, B'nai Israel sinning, which shows us that we are now, after Avimelech and Gidon Saga, 
We are now entering the final phase of the book in which the leadership has, is the lowest quality leadership mm-hmm. and Bnei Israel are at their worst. How can you get lower than Abimelech? Abimelech wasn't even a leader. Abimelech was more Just of like a byproduct, but byproduct of Gidon. Meaning it's really Gidon's story and Abimelech is a side story to Gidon's story. It's a follow-up. It's, a, it's, it's yeah. Okay. But nobody appointed Abimelech really, like it wasn't appointed as the main, he didn't do anything for Israel. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't like a shofet in any sense. Okay? He was just a byproduct of the Gidon story. Uh, tenth chapter, Pasuk Aleph. After Abimelech, uh, there arose to save Israel, Tola, son of Pua, son of Dodo, Ishi Sachar, from the tribe of Issachar. Where is Issachar? Look in the back. Issachar. Issachar. Right, it's there, it's there. Here we Look. go. In the middle. Smack, smack in the middle, middle, north of Menashe and Ephraim. Which is interesting. Next to the, the Galil. Where, yeah. Where was, where, in which tribe is Shechem? Shechem was, I don't know. Probably in Menashe or Ephraim. Let me check. See, you could see the cities. Shechem, it looks like it was in Menashe, based on the map on the next page. Moshe, look, flip one page. Because oh. the Shechem dot right in the middle. Yeah. And that's below the. It's, yeah, somewhere it in Menashe. It looks Menashe, maybe Ephraim, the border maybe. Exactly. Between the two. Okay, so, so we're still in the north. Meaning, uh, Gidon's reign was in Menashe. Avimelech was in Shechem, also Menashe. Yeah, it, has, it should be in Menashe because Avimelech was taking over for... It was in and around the same area as Gidon, and Gidon was Menashe. Right? So, Tola ben Pua was from Yisachar, which was north of Menashe and Ephraim. Yoshev Shamir, Behar Ephraim. But he dwelled in Shamir in Mount... In, the, in uh, Har Ephraim, Mount Ephraim. I don't know where that is, but... For some reason, he doesn't... Oh, oh, here's the meaning of this. He, this guy, Tola ben Pua, he was from Issachar, but Issachar is not like one of the main tribes. What are the main tribes of Israel? Yehuda. Yehuda, maybe Binyamin, and Ephraim. Those are the main, main tribes. So the fact that he goes from Issachar to Ephraim, what does that show about Tola ben Pua? It shows that he's going to the center tribe. He's going to the center place of Israel. Right. And he's, he's like taking the reins of leadership. Okay? He judges over 23 years. He died and he was buried in Shamir. Next, Pasuk Then, after Tola ben Pu'ah, rose Yair HaGiladi. This is Yair from Gilad. Now, where is Gilad? That's it? All we tell him? All that's, all, that's all we know about Tola ben Pu'ah. Yeah. How many years? Again, these uh, 23. Yeah. So it's, these judges are not main judges. I think they're What's more like the place, placeholder judges. Uh, one of the things, one of the theories about these smaller judges is that if you count all of them, you get to the number 12. And the whole point is to get to 12, which was like the number of the tribes of Israel. Uh, there's also Gemarot that say that each tribe offered up one judge. It's hard to see in the text because... You'll have like a bunch of them. Yeah, Shea. exactly. You'll have, a, you'll have a bunch from the same tribe. But, but there are Gemarot that say that, so you have to work that Gemara into it somehow. And these, these smaller tribes seem to be more like placeholder tribes uh, for the larger narrative of getting to the number 12 or for whatever other reason. Like, for example, we'll see uh, with the next one, Yair HaGiladi, uh, there are going to be references to an earlier Yair, 
that we saw Yair ben Minashe from in the end of Sefer Bamidbar, and you're also going to see some, see some similarities between Yaira Giladi and Iftaha Giladi. Mm. So, so there could be that other reasons why they're here. Okay, so after Yaira Giladi came, and he ruled over Israel for 22 years. Now, where is Gilad? Gilad is on the eastern half of the Jordan River. So you have to know where we are. You know? We're not in Israel proper right now. Yair is from the eastern half of the Jordan River, from the area in, that Menashe took on the eastern half of the Jordan River. Okay? Uh, the uh, Machir ben Menashe was given the portion of the Gilad in the eastern half of the Jordan River, and that's where this is all happening. And he had three, 30 sons that, were, that would ride on 30 donkeys. All right, donkeys? Colts. 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 Probably a form of kind of donkey. Isn't a colt a baby cow? A baby horse? What's a colt? Ayarim. An ayar is a thing, let's see. Illim. Susim bakhurim, you're right. Yeah, baby, yeah. Baby, baby horse. Okay. Uh, so they were riding on 30 horses. Ushloshim ayarim lahem. And they had 30. What are ayarim? Or arim? Villages. Cities, yeah. They had 30 cities. It's a play on words, by the way. Typically, it's Arim, not Ayarim. But because it said Ayarim as in baby horses, it says Ayarim as in cities. It's mm. a nice play on words. Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, they called these cities Chavot Yair, the oh. cities of Yair. Until this day, it was in the land of the Gilad. And Yair died and he was buried in Kamon. So what is this guy? What is Yair doing here? Very strange, very, very strange piece. Why do we have to know about his 30 sons who rode on 30 horses and who had 30 cities? There is another person we know from named Yair ben Menashe, who also had cities, who also conquered and made cities uh, called Chavot Yair. That's in the end of the book of Bemidbar. And this was a man from Menashe of the same name as this guy. And uh, it was right after, it was during the time of Moshe Rabbeinu's conquest of the eastern half of the Jordan River. So one of the theories is you have one Yair in Bamidbar when the Jews are about to enter Israel. And then you have one Yair in the book of Shofetim who has the same name from the same tribe in the same area with not 23 cities, but 30 cities also uh, named after his sons and also called Chavot Yair. So very similar stories between Moshe and they're completely different people. So one of the, the theories, and I, you could speculate, I don't know what the answer is, but it's to show you that in Moshe's time, there was all this, there was greatness of, there was this greatness of Yair, and then in, in the book of Shofetim, they had um, the same Yair, meaning the same thing, but it didn't come with the same Avodat Hashem. Because if you look at the next piece, they served all these different gods. So the point is to make a connection between Moshe's time, Moshe's era, and the Shofetim era to show you the decline of Israel. It may look on the surface like you have the same leaders, but really underneath all of the pomp and circumstance and the beauty of the, of the, the horses and stuff like that and the wealth, there was Avodah Zarah, rampant Avodah Zarah in Israel. So that could be the reason we learn, we learn about this guy, uh, Yair, and his horses. Okay. And the Jewish people continued to do bad in the eyes of God. And they served Be'alim, Ashtarot, Elohe Aram, Elohe Sidon, Elohe Moab, all the gods of all the different nations. It sounds like it's getting worse and worse. 
Yeah, and they left God and they did not serve Him. Why is it important to point out that they did, did not they serve God? Him before and other gods. Exactly. Now they're not before they're serving Hashem along with the gods, it was a problem. It was problematic. It was uh, you can't serve God along alongside other gods. But at least you're serving God. But now, not to the, not only did they adopt other gods, they forgot about Hashem altogether. God got angry at the Jewish people and he sold them into the hands of the Pelishtim and into the hands of Ammon. Now, the hands of the Pelishtim, we're going to see who deals with the Pelishtim. Who is the Shofet who deals with the Pelishtim? Shimshon. Shimshon. Right. Who is the Shofet who's going to deal with Bnei Ammon? Iftach. So oh, the next story is going to be Iftach. So this, is, this probably is like an introduction to the two final stories of Shofetim. The story of Iftach. And the story of Shimshon, which are going to conclude the Shofet part of the book before we get to the two final stories, which are Pilegesh Pegiva and Pesel Micha. Okay? We're done? All right. Um, we're done. Baruch Adonai Lulam. Amen.